Ho, ho, ho. Merry, merry ones, everyone. Welcome to Man Up, the men's mental health podcast. My name's Andy Richardson, and sitting in a very snowy, Christmassy Estonia is the deep and crisp and even Tommy Danqua. <laughs> How are, how, how oh, are well. you? I'm doing really well, thank you. Really good. I'm very good. I'm happy to be here for another Man Up Christmas special. Yes. This, this makes it number three. Yes. And we're cutting it fine, aren't we? We're cutting it fine. Yeah, oh, bloody hell, yeah, because we're doing this on the eve of Christmas Eve. So, um, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, actually, for me, it is Christmas Eve because I'm in the Baltics and we celebrate Christmas on the 24th. So there which, we go. Which is just ridiculous. I know. Absolutely ludicrous. Ludicrous. If I was you, I would, I would just say no. Christmas, I'm, <laughs> Christmas I'm, is on the 25th. I'm going to milk it. I'm going to have two Christmases. So basically I have two days of getting sloshed on the sofa and telling really bad dad jokes. I've got it all planned. It's going to be great. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's lovely. What? And so then on Christmas Day, because no one's doing anything, you'll you'll use that to concentrate on on your English folks and friends. Exactly, mate. I'm British, mate. I'm British. No, they're gonna have to celebrate twice. I've done your stinking twenty fourth, mate. You're gonna do the twenty fifth. Get another roast turkey on. I don't <laughs> a vegan, but you know <laughs> that sort of thing. That sort of thing. Oh, oh, that's yeah. lovely. That's lovely. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've been here in Essex now <clears throat> for two weeks. Um, yeah, because I had the operation. Oh, yeah, so the operation, I've had that. Um, just try and get some more sympathy from the listeners oh, again. Hang on, let's get my violin out. It's really small. Can you hear it? Just it's about, in, just about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. How was it? How are you feeling? I'm feeling fine. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't nice the first couple of days. I found out yesterday that it was uh, it was a double hernia. I had two holes, um, two holes for the price of one. I'm glad he bloody found it when he can you imagine if he missed the first, one of the holes and I had to have it done again. Yeah. Um, I don't remember anything of it really. I just remember sort of them administering the uh, anaesthetic and then I was out and then woke up sort of a bit sort of uh, spaced out and then. The next day, it was bloody sore. I couldn't sort of get up, really, for a couple of days. Um, and I was severely constipated as well. Um, oh, mate, not nice. No. They give you, like, medication for that or anything? What, for the constipation? Yeah. Obviously, they give you painkillers, I'm assuming. What I did, I got my dad to get um, a coat hanger. Um... <laughs> such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> serious conversation andy and find out how you're feeling how can you have a serious conversation about constipation can't you're right you cannot it can't be done it can't be done. <laughs> but what i was really impressed with is that you managed to get a nice selfie of yourself in your hospital bed the next day with a little thumbs up like hey i'm okay well, and your hair looks immaculate did you get a stylist to do that my hair looked immaculate did you say <laughs> did you say <laughs> yeah Look, it didn't look like you've been under the knife. Do you know what I mean? It's like you just got to visit someone and put on a gown. Are you saying it's fake news? Shoot. Are you saying that was fake news? Is that what you're I saying? It is. It's just sympathy. You want sympathy. <laughs> so, so um, I guess what we normally do, I mean, maybe we should wait, wait until 
the next podcast because we normally sort of sum up the year and things like that. Um, mm. But I guess if we did the sort of summing up the year, that would sort of be a little bit boring for the for the two guests that we have on today. Two guests. Two guests. That's unheard of. Oh my god! Have we ever had two guests on at the same time before? Uh, yeah. All right. So it's not that special then. <laughs> <laughs> No, but our guests are special, aren't they? Because they're not just guests. They're actually, I would say, friends of ours. Friends of the podcast and actually some people that have really had a huge effect on our lives over the last sort of 18 months, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, because we start we started off the, the, the sort of men's chat to sort of get us through lockdowns and that. And we had lots of people join and people come and go, but... Um, these two fellas, along with a couple of others, sort of uh, stuck stuck, stuck with it and, and, and became stuck around like a bad smell. They <laughs> <laughs> won't leave us alone, for God's sake! We've been trying to drop this fucking calls for about a year now. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, they. But, but you're right. You're right. They have been great, and um, and yeah, yeah, when 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 we've needed them and when they've need needed us, we've sort of jumped on calls, and it's been yeah. great. Very recommended. But who are these two fellas, I hear you ask? Well, <laughs> <laughs> one of them is Stephen Hall. That's Stephen with a PH. He's very p- particular about that. <laughs> um, he's, um, he's a trainee counsellor. He's a mental health advocate, and he lives up north somewhere. Um, and he's a real advocate for getting out into nature with his, with his lovely dog, Dib- Digby. He's got a separate Instagram account for. Do you have a separate Instagram account for Digby? Yes, yeah, no. Digby the Spring at all. Oh, there you go. So that's Stephen. More followers than you, Andy. Well, that's not hard. That's not hard. <laughs> and then the other, the, the the other fella is Nathan the Great Bonwick, um, and uh, the Great is it's a self-proclaimed middle name um, because he is great. I'll give him that. He is great. Um, he's a mental health advocate that lives down south in uh, is it Southampton or Portsmouth? I never know. It's it's the Portsmouth area, but yeah, um on, on, on the south coast. Yeah. Okay. Happy. You don't need to know your full address. Just... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh. <laughs> so what I thought would be uh, a great thing to do, um, because it's Christmas and Christmas is a hard time for a lot of people. It's a great time for a lot of people, but it's also a tough time for a lot of people. Mm. And um, from a men's perspective, it's quite a unique perspective as well, because men have a role to play or traditionally um, have had a role to play during Christmas. So yeah. I thought we'd um, discuss um, the role of men at Christmas and what our experiences have been and what our thoughts are on that matter. So um, how does that sound, chaps? Yeah, sounds good to me. So the first thing I wanted <clears throat> to talk about is um, the role of men as the provider at Christmas. Now, what I'm talking about is, uh, you know, having to get Christmas presents or having to get the food or making sure that there's enough money because um, it's a very expensive um, holiday at Christmas. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'll, I'll go to you first, Tommy, because, you know, yeah. you've, got a, you've got a family, you've got an ever-expanding ever family, in fact. Um, I know. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, more to follow on that one, I guess. Um, yeah. But you know what? It's funny you say that, like the traditional roles of a man being the provider and 
by in the presence to make sure there's enough money because obviously since we moved to Estonia, my whole thing has completely changed, completely changed. Whereas before in London, you know how hard I've worked. I've, you know, tried to get the violins out and sympathy for that on many occasion. But um, out here, <clears throat> my wife is the breadwinner. So she's the one who's working and bringing in the money. I'm doing bits and pieces of work as and when, sort of picking and choosing, but my role has completely changed from the traditional man going out, working, you know, and, you know, I'm making home now and looking after the kids. And it's my wife who is, you know, putting the money in and paying for the presents and things like that. So completely different. And I think, you know, I think the guys will be testament to this as well. There's been a few times during that transition of being, you know, a breadwinner earning money to being the primary care of me that I really struggled with, you know, and it was really hard to sort of accept that actually <clears throat> now, you know, that's not my, that's not where I am. So trying to find my position within the family again, or be accepting of my position in the family, I guess, more to the point was quite a challenging one for me over the sort of last year, I guess. But, um, I've really made peace with it. I've really made peace with it. I'd actually go as far as to say, I'm actually really bloody enjoying it. <laughs> I'm really enjoying not stressing out about stuff and not being at work mm. and actually, you know, making breakfast for my wife in the morning and doing the, having time to do the renovations in the house and doing the school runs. And it, I, it's, it's a complete change, but I did have to go through, I guess that, um, dealing with what would you call it those that toxic masculinity of oh you're not a man you're not earning money and bloody bloody blah and a lot of that came from talking with you guys about it sharing how i felt and actually i can't remember which one of you said it but say you know like well in a household somebody would be doing it you know it's not mm. like you know and if my wife was doing it i wouldn't be like oh you're not earning money and you're not help, you know, I was actually quite like, oh my God, you're looking after the kids. That's hard work. Let me take over. Let me help. <laughs> so yeah, it's change of perspective, man. Change of, you know, how I'm looking at things and finding value in what I'm doing as well. So uh, as far as, you know, the traditional stresses and pressure, I've actually let go of a lot of things and I feel really good about everything right now. What, what yeah. helped you let go? What, what was the main thing that helped you let go? I think being honest about it, talking to my wife and just saying, look, I feel, you know, like my role as a man is, I don't feel like I'm fulfilling it. I feel like I'm not doing what I'm doing, what I should be doing. And, and again, it was all that, you know, that's what stuff, sorry, what society tells us is being a man that we should work hard, that we should be the ones there, that our wife should be at home cooking and cleaning and blah, 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 all that bullshit that, you know, and actually just being like, well, <clears throat> I actually manifested this as well because when I was working, I was like, I wish I had time to, you know, do school runs. I wish I had time to set my kids to activities. I wish I didn't have to go to work and feel constantly stressed and anxious. And like, you know, I've had this, I, and, you know, just talking to my wife and saying it and, her being like, well, look, this is the truth. You could go out and get a job, but then, you know, you're not fluent in Estonian yet. So the jobs that you know that your expertise in, you probably wouldn't be able to do. You'd have to go and do a pot washing job or, you know, 
working behind a bar or something. I wouldn't get into a senior role. And then, you know, what would I do? Then we'd have to find someone else to look after the kids and do all the bits and pieces. So we're going to be paying someone else to do it. So it all just, I think that she didn't look at me like I wasn't doing my part. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't taking a share of responsibilities and stuff. And the reality of it is the only responsibilities that I'm not taking a fair share in or an equal share in is the finances. But because of where we live, how we're living, we don't, we really don't need my salary to do it. I don't need to be going out to work purely to massage my own ego. And it would just cause more sort of stress and pressure on the family looking for childcare and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. when we sort of spoke and we're still equals, you know, and that just sort of really put my mind at rest. And I think I had to ask about two or three times, you know, just to confirm that she was being legit and she was being honest, but we've got a really good relationship and a really good, you know, it, it's working. It's really working. And she's doing really well as well. So I just feel really proud of her too. And it's just, it's just, yeah, it's really, it's been really nice. It's been really nice to switch off from that fucking pressure and stressing myself out about things because I was, and I know you guys, you know, you've been there a lot of times when I've I've said that I just don't feel like a man. I don't feel like I'm doing my thing. I feel worthless. And actually right now I feel like I'm actually, you know, playing my part and my role is actually quite important and I'm actually relishing it. I'm really enjoying it. I feel quite proud of what I'm doing as well. So it's, it's nice. It's really nice. Oh, that's good. That's good to hear, man. Um, Stephen, you've had a sort of similar thing, haven't you? Because you stopped working um, yeah. for a while. And um, tell us about your experience of that and where you're at now. And, and also maybe around Christmas time, what, you know, did, did sure. it get worse over Christmas? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the, the, yeah, there are similarities in, in that I had stopped work um, because, of, because of my mental health. Uh, and that led to an awful lot of feelings of guilt. I wasn't fulfilling that role and I think in society men in particular um are, are are viewed according to the job that they're doing and that's the first question that you often get asked in any social situation certainly when you're meeting people for the first time is what do you do and when I wasn't doing anything and I wasn't in a I wasn't in a place where I could um I really struggled with that and that added extra layers of, of pressure onto it um and so I think letting go of those feelings of guilt has been really important. But for me, the added pressure was that I had a breakdown at Christmas. And, and so, so for, for, for quite a few years, I think until the last couple of years, really, uh, that reminder of, of what that led to and the loss that I felt surrounding it. And, and, it, and it was described to me as a grief, letting go of a, a job and a profession that I'd been doing for for decades that was really important to me and that I actually loved. Um, So being reminded of that every Christmas and looking back at what I'd been doing and making comparisons was really, really toxic. Um, So I think finding, finding other roles and Tommy's talked about that, that sort of being the, being the, 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 the provider of, security within the household itself rather than financial financial security and and looking after the kids is important for, for me a lot of it was around doing all of the cooking mm-hmm. I, I love cooking anyway so i'm the one who will do all the cooking at, I'll, I'll cook every meal 
um, on an evening. I will, um, I'll do the Christmas dinner, for example, this this year, even though we're at the in-laws. Um, so finding the role that works for you, I think, is really important and something that you enjoy doing, rather than being tied up in other people's expectations. And I think that's especially important at Christmas. Yeah, and was there anything particular that you found sort of helped you sort of change your your mindset towards you know? Um, <clears throat> it took a, it took a long time um, for me to do that, and and I think actually it, a lot of it was to do with talking with other people, talking, mm. chatting it through with 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 you guys, um, talking it through with the therapist. Um, and certainly when it came to letting go of those those feelings of guilt and that constant like monkey chimp response of you should be doing this, you should be doing that and, and just being able to let it go. And so I think it was a combination of things. And I, I, I've got some some good um, self-care <clears throat> strategies that, that I use. And I think it's been a combination of using those. So it's, it's doing the yoga. And, and meditating and doing breath work. Um, so having those in place, having a good exercise routine in place, being able to get outside and see a bigger perspective on the world. Because mm. actually, after I first had a breakdown, it, my world was so small, it closed in and, and was was minute, and I, and I couldn't see anything outside my own head. Um, so just reminding myself of that bigger perspective, I think has been really important. Mm. And Naif, you, you're... Um... I mean, you've you've had sort of work problems in in the past. Um, you're you're you're, you're um, a dad of a couple of kids, and and you know you've got your own sort of family and stuff. Um, what's the dynamic like for you at Christmas? And have you had any sort of issues in the past at all? Um, yeah, I mean, any anyone that goes through having having young children is always forced to have a member of the family not work. Um, yeah. And in, and in doing that, the other person does obviously have to take the entire burden and the entire responsibility of, of, of the finances of the family, whether that is the, the man or the woman. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, society does seem to romanticise Christmas to, to such an extent that it can be put up at a pedestal. Um, you know, like every film you watch, every song you listen to is, is all about, you know, people being spoiled, people doing X, Y and Z. Um, and, yeah, I think everyone feels that they have a standard to live up to. Um, and that causes, I think, I think a lot of the issues of, of, you know, Christmas guilt around finances. So, you know, I've been in a position where my, my wife hasn't worked and I've been in a position where she has worked. Um, now that, she, you know, I, I feel like the stress is, is there regardless whether you're the one that's working or not working, you know, the person that's working yeah. is under stress because they believe they're the only one providing. Uh, and then on the flip side, you know, the person that's, that, that's not is, has, carries that guilt sometimes, you know, that, that they're not. Um, yeah. But as we've all said, you know that the, the roles need to be filled regardless. Um, you know, it, it's it's not. It doesn't matter who 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 ends up doing it. Somebody's got to do it. Um, and and there's pros and cons, I think, of either. Um, but yeah, for for me uh, especially, you know, I see a lot of stress around Christmas from people that I talk to and family and friends, etc. Um, all come back to the finances. All come back to the finances. Yeah. So it's, it's always pressure to provide for your own, pressure to provide for others um you know how much is too much how much is too little um you know e even even buying gifts for 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 friends you know are you going to buy something for a friend that's going to be seen as you know 
a gift not good enough? Or are you going to buy a gift that's too much for that friend and that friend doesn't have the finances themselves to get something similar? So then, you know, you're going to be careful about putting guilt upon that person that you're spending more. Um, you know, do you get your, your, your friends? Do you get your friends' kids? Um, there's so many questions, I think, around um, how to handle your finances around Christmas. I mean, look, we all know that money is stressful 20, 24, 7, 365 anyway. You know, if you've got problems with money, that is something that doesn't go away when you go to bed. It doesn't go mm-hmm. away when you finish your job. Money issues will follow you around like a shadow unfortunately so yeah i think the the impact that christmas has on that is massive um absolutely massive i mean people can experience the regret of not planning you know we've known that christmas is coming for 11 months and there's that oh you know i should have been i should have been saving um and then on the flip side you've got that anxiety of what damage are you doing to january what damage are you doing to february you know maybe i maybe i can just about scrimp together to get the the picture perfect nuclear christmas that's expected of me but what implications am i now going to have to pick up in in the new year um to recoup from the damage that i've done in christmas so yeah anyone that's going through um you know stress around christmas um whether that be from from you know society's gender roles or it just be from the finances alone you know I, i think it's completely understandable when you look at just the sheer amount of um pressure that's included you imagine how hard it is, you know, just for a lot of men, especially to think about what to buy someone for their birthday. Yeah, then, <laughs> then multiply that over the 30 people you need to buy for Christmas. And uh, <laughs> you get a really good insight into into why it's, you know, such a stressful event. I think it's a good idea to be a bit of a Scrooge at Christmas, because then people will expect less from you and you yes. have to get less for them. <laughs> but again, it's, it's that it's that it's that romanticization on, on obviously on the telly, you know, all the Christmas films. They're all about, you know, somebody jumping over the airport barrier, you know, with the wedding ring or, you know, somebody gets the puppy yeah. the person wants. You know, if, if, if you're if you're if you're a man or woman watching that, you are surrounded constantly by yeah. almost a proposal issue. You know, there's always that one guy. Will propose to his missus with a dolphin and you know the exact song from a great childhood thing, and you're like, you bastard, you 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 go and ruin it for the rest of us, you know. I know. <laughs> you're setting to... the bar high, exactly. And I think that you know yeah. that you know I'm obviously joking about that from from a from a marriage perspective, but from a Christmas perspective, I mean that is in your face from like the the end of November, you know, and and that yeah. that, that pressure yeah. is huge, and it's it, it's ridiculous. We all know it's ridiculous, but. You know, it's it's there nonetheless. Um, I think you've picked up an important thing there, Nate, about about that idea of a picture perfect Christmas. Mm. And I think for for anybody who is is struggling with their mental health at this time of the year, that's really tough. And, and and if if you are if you're struggling to, you, especially as a as a family man, I I wanted to make sure that the, the kids weren't impacted at Christmas time. But the last thing that I wanted to be doing. And the last place that I wanted to be was surrounded by other people, putting on this face that that everything was was absolutely great and jolly and people were having a lovely time. When inside, I was just tearing apart. Mm-hmm. And and it, when you when you're struggling at Christmas, it adds so many more pressures. You just don't want to be sociable, do you? If you're struggling inside, no. and and Christmas is the most sociable time of the year, so it's a complete <clears throat> clash. Mm. absolutely but you said about being a scrooge as well andy like again it's it's you know even if you are deep down a scrooge that doesn't enjoy christmas again mental health wise you know there is that pressure to be 
happy at Christmas, you know, regardless mm-hmm. of if you're not, um, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you are struggling with something still, you know, the, the picture perfect Christmas does state that you, you know, skip down the stairs and, you know, sing, <laughs> sing, sing the Christmas songs. And that's, that's not always how you're feeling. But yeah, again, there's not many other events that you, you have to, you know, you can, you can fake a smile at someone and that be over, but mm-hmm. Christmas is a day, you know, and you're locked in the house for that day. You know, most of the time that's with your family, but but like like Stephen said, you know, that's that's not just your family. A lot of people see family and friends over um over Christmas and extended family. So that is a, a whole new group of people that you're not usually around that you have to keep up potentially a a, a facade, which is Yeah. Mate, especially and then you add into that on um so Rosie, like I know we always hear those jokes, oh god, my mother in law's coming and <laughs> You know, it's that age-old thing. So imagine if you're struggling, and then on top of that, you've got judgmental or judgment from other family members. Yeah. That's yeah. a tricky one, isn't it? Because Good. you know, we're often hard enough on ourselves, but having somebody else sort of actually judging you—that's a tricky one. Has anyone ever experienced that? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, I think- there's, there's definitely family members, sorry, Stephen, that, that, that have um, you know that can cause a bit of angst around Christmas, but um, mm. it's not been overly bad i'll let steven say a bit as well i think it's i think it's it's, it's other people's expectations and and it, i mean the important thing is is to try and be as as honest as you you can with people about how you how you're feeling it's like i'm struggling right now it's a really difficult thing to say yeah but if you say it then it can just take away a lot of those the, those those pressures and, and certainly i mean three or four years ago when when we were um down with the in-laws last um i had to i had to do that just to say right i i can't be in a room with 14 people Hmm. um playing games so i am just going to go and take the dog for a walk or i am just going to go upstairs and sit and read because that's what i need right now and i think being honest about it is important and i think even more so this year when you've got people who who will have different expectations, um, and we've got it at, at, at the moment about to, do you meet up as an extended family? Is it the right thing to do? Should you have everybody together in in one room? Does everybody feel comfortable with that? Mm. And that's tough to yeah, when you've got some people who want the the, the picture perfect everybody together at this time of the year, all playing games around the fire. Um, and a big family meal and you've got other people who are going I really don't feel comfortable about that mm-hmm. because of the current situation with with the Omicron virus I think it's a tougher decision when it's shared as well you know so if, if you were to personally and if I was to invite one of you guys to, to um, you know an event you're, you're each within your own right to, to turn that down and, and you've got a bit more confidence I think when it is just your own decision but if I was mm-hmm. to invite Tommy and his missus for example I'm not just asking Tommy, I'm asking his missus. So if she answers first and says, you know, I am happy to come around yours for Christmas. And Tommy's sat there thinking, yeah, but I'm really not. Like you've got that added pressure of like, you know, well, I know I'm not, but I don't want to piss my partner off for Christmas. You know, I don't want to make, I don't want to let her miss out on seeing people at Christmas or let him miss out on on seeing people at Christmas. So yeah, those, those decisions I think are, uh, you know, definitely, definitely a lot tougher when it's, you know, so many people involved. And again, it's not just you two as a couple that you're involving, you're involving anyone else in the family that's having that, that's having that get together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, do you want to be the only ones that say, no, we're not going because we're not overly comfortable with it. Is that going to, 
you know, ruin Christmas. And I say that in it's brackets, yeah. that you it's can't, that you can't see. Yeah, it's, it's tough. How you know what um, I've, I've oh, found? Sorry. Oh, go on, Tommy. Go I, got, I was going to say, obviously, it's like, this is our second uh, COVID Christmas. Obviously, last year, yeah. no one could see family. And it was a real big thing this year. You go, you got the new variant, and especially in the UK. I mean, I hear it, like I said, and I hate to sort of say it like, haha, I'm in the countryside, so haha. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not quite as, um, I guess, it doesn't quite affect us as much as it does in the big cities and towns. Mm. So, how, how are you guys all feeling about that? You know, especially after what we've seen in the news about, you know, the Tory party having a bit of a rave up at number 10, it's all still quite fresh. Are you keen to have people over? Are you concerned? Like, what's your plans? What I must admit, you... I am I am struggling with it because, I mean, <laughs> similar to you, we were out in the countryside, we're up in Cumbria and and in, in quite a, a, a bubble there, effectively. Mm. Um, coming down to a city and, and you start thinking about the number of other people that are, they've, various members of the family have been in contact with and then you add into that certain members of the family who are not vaccinated um and and it does start having having worries and concerns and then you in our case we we add them and suggested alternatives and then you've got members of the family who take umbrage with that and have a bit of a strop because you've suggested it and therefore say right okay we won't meet up at all and, and go to the extreme, and then you feel guilty about it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot better for me this year. Last year, we weren't allowed to see anyone, um, yeah. and I, I I had literally it was just me and my mum and dad for Christmas, and that was it. And I wasn't even going to see them on Christmas Day, but we managed to sort of wangle it somehow. And I saw them for two days, and that was it. Just the three of us. Um, this year, it's a there's a few more people um and we're all, we're making sure they have sort of lateral flow tests yeah. um before they come around and we're going to do them as well you know just to be on the safe side even though we've been triple jabbed now and everything but you know um you know all i want for christmas is covid is not something i'll ever say um <laughs> so, so, so 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 um so yeah so for me I'm, I'm 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 really looking forward to it and um i'm gonna be careful i'm not i have been careful um, I was going to go to to Lisbon for for January just to, for for a break sort of thing, you know, post op and while well, there's no work on. But now travel is being sort of it's so in flux at the moment, and they've just done some lockdowns in Portugal, and it's all up in the air. I think I probably if I am going to go, it's going to be last minute and only for like a, a week or so. Um, so that's that's been sort of scuppered, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm quite happy just to meet up with sort of sensible people in in small numbers. Um, yeah, yeah. About I think you? I think I share that as well. Like, you know, small small numbers of people that that I know and trust. The the biggest difficulty for me has been throughout this entire um, pandemic recently, actually, but not the entire pandemic, recently more than ever, is that you know we we've not really had any lockdowns. You know, the whole time my kids are in school, um, you know, I'm 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 mixing with all these people anyway. Um, which yeah. so the, the the control has been been left out of it you know if 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 there was a if there's going to be a real lockdown and you know it is a proper proper no one mixes then then you know I'm all for it if it if it does have a an effect I think the I think the kind of you know don't don't see your, your parents for Christmas but you know send your kids to school with 300 other kids that have also got you know 600 parents it's, it just <laughs> yeah. doesn't really make a lot of sense to me um, 
you know, <laughs> it, it, it's not, I'm, I'm exposed anyway, you know, even without wanting to be. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of that's been removed from, for me personally, but, um, but no, again, it's, it's a huge stress for a lot of people, a huge stress for a lot of people. Um, there's still a lot of misinformation. There's still a lot of, a lot of panic and yeah, again, it just, it's kind of all adding into that, um, that holiday stress really. What do you think? Um, see, uh, the thoughts that I have more, maybe more New Year, but also at Christmas. Uh, the thought that I have, maybe this is a sort of personal thing that I I sort of get quite a lot anyway. Is oh, it's the end of another year. It's a milestone. I've not achieved what I've wanted to do. You know, mm. that's that's a sort of thought that I have, and it makes sometimes makes me feel a little bit sort of down it's like oh god you know i haven't done this this year and has anyone else had that sort of thought i i, I certainly did i mean I, I remember talking to you guys probably around about this time last year when i'd been trying to get a particular type of job and i'd made that decision having folded the business that i wanted to to to, to do work in an area where I was using my pastoral skills and, and supporting other people and had knockback after knockback and not being able to get jobs. And I felt really down. Yeah. And and then in January, when I'd applied for, for a social work training post and hadn't been, hadn't got that, it then was, was really, really tough for me because I, I felt as if it was another year and I was approaching my 50th birthday. And, um, and I felt I wasn't achieving anything and I wasn't getting anywhere. And and it was a lot of it was by talking to you guys and putting that in perspective and saying no, it's actually something will come, and something will come, and it did, and and, and that's that's where I am now on, on doing this master's degree and retraining to be a counsellor, and I couldn't think of anything, like, any better position to to be in. I mean, I I remember talking when I was talking to my therapist last last week and having doubts about whether I was able to do this role. And he made me reflect on on what I'd done in the past, and made me think, well, actually, I've been doing this my whole life. This is this is what feeds my soul. Yeah. Um, and so, actually, this year, whilst last year I was I was very much of that ilk, this year I'm in a much stronger position, and looking forward to, um, well, not looking forward to handing my essay in in <laughs> the beginning of January because i've got that hanging over my head but at least it gives me an excuse not to uh, have to join in all family festivities um, <laughs> every <laughs> cloud <laughs> <laughs> but um, no actually at the end of this year i'm feeling really positive mate can we just take a minute just to acknowledge Stephen? because like just to t- go back touch on what you said this time last year i remember these conversations and like you said it was knockback after knockback and I, I think it was Dave. Dave can't be with us today. Um, which is like, mate, I can't, like something's got to give. Something's going to happen because you put so much work and so much sort of, you know, you were so focused and you fought to stay positive and you did so much sort of research, studying and soul searching and it just wasn't happening. And then just like that, boom. I've got accepted onto this course, then boom, oh, I'm doing this. And then boom. And I think it was, you know, the original interview was like, oh, this is just, you know, a talk. Obviously, they're always been fulfilled or something like that, wasn't it? And you went and had a talk and they're like, actually, you're the fucking nuts, mate. Come on the course. Is that right? I'm glad this is not on video because I'm in tears right now. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) mate, do you know what? I, 
I think we've all been emotional on this journey of the last year and a bit. And mm. yeah, mate, I, I know us before as I say, we're just so fucking proud of you, mate. So mm. proud of you. You've done yeah. so well. Amazing. Amazing. Steve, Stephen's a, a real beacon of hope, isn't he? Because, um, you know, when we first started talking to him a year and a half ago, you know, he was really not in a, not in a great place. You know, we've seen him um, grow. We've seen him grow over that amount of time, you know, mm. and, and when, you know, he, he was, there were many times when he's like, nothing's happening for me, fellas, nothing's, it's, it's you know, I'm at a dead end, you know. And it just, it's, it just goes to show if you, are, you know, if you apply yourself and if you really, you know, you put the work in personally and, yeah. you know, and you reach out and you talk to people. And he's a real example to anyone listening that um, that stuff really does work. That really does. Yes, Absolutely. Mate. Jay, it helps you put things in perspective. because it, yeah. The, the more that you, you you spend time in your own head, um, the, the the darker and darker those thoughts can can, can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just by reaching out and uh, and talking to to somebody, um, and, and finding people who you you feel safe talking to, which makes all the difference. And and you guys were there for me. Um, yeah, thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Inspirational, man. Inspirational. Well, I wanted to touch on something that that it sounds like you guys have the exact opposite problem if um, by the sounds of it. But I wanted to talk about one problem that I reckon a lot of listeners will will have, especially at Christmas time, and that is loneliness. Mm. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I, I mean, you know, I talk, cause I live on my own, you know, I talk about being lonely, you know, especially during the last lockdown and stuff, but I am lucky because I've got friends who live around the corner and I've got family that I can speak to and it's got some great friends. So yeah, there is an element of loneliness, but it's not, you know, it's not something that's sort of, you know, really bad, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but that is something that really, I know, I mean, Nathan, I know we can't really talk about the work that you actually do, but you you speak to people that are lonely quite a lot, don't you? So you must have a sort of perspective on that. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think it all ties back to that that picture perfect Christmas that we keep bringing up. You know, you, every every bus stop you walk past, every advert is is showing you a room full of people and 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 a happy Christmas. And I think again, that's that is this this strange facade that actually you know people that are on their own can't have a good christmas and and they absolutely can um you know and and you know you're never alone in your loneliness which is a which is a bit no. of a weird 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 comment to make i think but you know it, it does make sense you know that you could you could walk down a street where three people in that street you know are, are spending christmas alone but you know could could be talking to each other um and that loneliness would would go i think a lot of it comes down to you know the, the confidence just to, to speak about it, which which obviously yeah. I feel very lucky to be around. You know, he, he, um, with with you guys, you know, just saying about Stephen. Then um, just to go back on that point really quickly, you know, the the fact that you know you your headspace had con- had, had convinced you that you know it wasn't going to happen, it wasn't good enough. But everybody else on that call could see how you know how wrong that was, and and everybody else saw that potential. But you know, if you hadn't had that confidence to to speak openly about how you were feeling. The only person you'd have been listening to is that horrible voice in your head at the time. Um, And and yeah, I think think it's very, very similar with loneliness. You know, a lot of people can can get to a point where they feel very, very lonely 
until they speak about the fact they're feeling lonely and at that point can realize how many other people are having very similar emotions understand what they're going through um and you know and and just in that loneliness alone they have something to relate to others with yeah i was, I was talking to a, a friend um who um lost her mother um a few years back and and they were really really close and she hasn't got any other family um and we were talking about her, what she was going to be doing over christmas um and she's been really proactive i mean she's a she, she's in quite a strong mental health position now but she was she was talking about right okay i've been looking for uh groups of people that are getting together and going out mountain biking or going out for a walk together mm. and so seeking out opportunities to mm. to spend time with other people nice. um spending time volunteering there are, there, are, there, are, there are homeless shelters that need people at this time of year. There are soup kitchens that need help this, mm. this time of year. And, and so spending, going out and, and, and giving to other people is a way of getting over, over that. But a lot of it comes back to, to what you've just been saying there, and having the confidence mm. yeah. to do that. Taking I, that first step can be the most difficult thing mm. when you're struggling. I was going to say, yeah, that's it's, it's okay joining sort of local groups and all that. But if you've got no, if you're really down and you've got no yeah. sort of energy and that, that's that sort of thing's hard. I guess it's more down to people like us or you know local communities to look out for people and to see if you know see if there's a neighbour or something that's yeah. you know yeah because taking that first step is really really tough. Hmm. I think it's also getting getting out of the the echo chamber as well. So like you know the a lot of the the groups I know that do like a Christmas Day walk um, around here, or they'll do like a Christmas Day dip, or they'll do all these different things. You know, you start to now see adverts in like Tesco's as you walk in, which I think is brilliant. You know, because usually they would only be kind of in mental health forums or, or little private mental health groups on Facebook. But you know that's that's the kind of thing that I think you know, opens it up to multiple people is when your local pub has got a message on the board saying you know yeah. singles christmas dinner or you know you, you've got adverts in your local shops or your local news agents so people are saying look you know this is a group of people they're the the kind of outreach projects that um you know i really enjoy seeing because it is yeah getting to those people that otherwise wouldn't have usually um known this stuff even existed but on the flip side of all of that you know there is there is this thing of like if you want to spend christmas on your own without seeing another person that's also absolutely okay and that's something that's not that's not spoken about or pushed at all um you know if, if you want to have a day off to yourself on your own then you deserve that any day of the year yeah. but at christmas it's just a free day and it's also one where you're not you're, you're definitely guaranteed not to be not to be bothered if that's what if that's what you want as well so yeah, as much as I'd, as much as I'd promote, you know, people to 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 reach out to others and, and see others, like there is, there's nothing wrong if that's not what you want as well. Um, and again, mm. it's that that societal message that we have that that says that's wrong. But actually, yeah, you know, it doesn't it doesn't all have to be turkey and, and vegan nut roast. No, on Christmas Day it, it can be a definitely not vegan nut roast even whatever you do. <laughs> I'm going to try and flag this one with my wife. Listen, babe, I just feel like I need a day to myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see you later. Look, you it, it's, it's tougher with the family, 100%. But I think, you know, the, if you want to spend a day on, on your own, then, then then spend a day on your own and, and, and just, yeah, for sure. you know, dump the social media, dump the, um, you know, 
dump the stuff that you don't want to be pushed and 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 just take a day to relax yeah. what all right oh, Alice, and what, question for you one second before we go what, what does an ideal christmas look like to you what does an ideal christmas look like to you in fact to everyone an ideal christmas what does it look like to you all right to me what well, to me an ideal christmas is basically um waking up fairly a bit later than you, you'd normally wake up um and um seeing family um and then having a uh, late breakfast drinking a bit of port or a bit of alcohol which you don't i don't normally do um on a normal day Join your age um, that makes it a bit special <laughs> um and then yeah giving out presents and then just having um a massive meal a massive roast uh you know contrary to popular belief vegan nut roasts are very nice um you have <laughs> yeah. some re- there are some really nice ones don't forget you can have all the trimmings you just don't have have to have that sliced dry bit of poultry um <laughs> You know, which is uh, I never really liked anyway when I did eat meat, if I'm honest. Um, and uh, and yeah, and then just completely monging in front of shit TV, um, and then playing some board games, uh, possibly um, in in the evening, uh, and then watching a, a a film that you've probably all seen before. That's the sort of Christmas I like. You know, just mm-hmm. lazing around, eating, uh, letting off. A bit of wind and oh, no one else is the same. <laughs> <laughs> we always have to go back to the toilet humor, don't we? Always. always. <laughs> always. That's that's my ideal Christmas. Sounds nice. Sounds nice. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, Actually, I think... I'm going out to buy some chestnuts today because we're oh. we haven't got a fire anymore at home. So <laughs> we're down at the uh, the outlaws. And um, yeah, they have. So I'm going to buy some chestnuts. Oh. Um, but I no, an idea. The outlaws. I love that the outlaws. I, I love that. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that too <laughs> I loudly. Should I? <laughs> they could be in, outside the bedroom door. <laughs> oh, um, but they can't hear anything anyway. But it's definitely supposed. Um, <laughs> it's actually it's, it's spending it with. I know. I feel really naughty here. Um, it's spending time with with the kids and the family. Uh, getting out for a dog walk, um, it being really cold and crisp outside, although it's usually shitting it down with rain. Um, not having to perform to a timetable, mm. so we can have breakfast when we 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 want, and I usually make Christmas muffins for breakfast. Ooh. But then the 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 lunch, rather when I grew up, it all had to be done by a set time and we had to sit down at a set time so that we could finish uh, eating the, the pudding and, and clearing up in time for the Queen, Queen's Christmas speech and it was all so regimented that you just couldn't relax into it and so mm. I like to we'll open some presents and then I'll open a, a bottle of, of, of champagne we'll have a starter and, and something to eat and then we'll have a break and then we'll have Christmas dinner and then we'll have a break and then we'll have pudding and then we'll have a break and later on we'll have some cheese. So a lot of it is food based, but it's never to a, it's all very relaxed. Um, oh, and then sitting down and chilling and play, yes, as, as, as you say, um, and they play some board games. Um, yeah. 
Lovely. Sounds sounds bliss. I say for, for, for my little sure. Christmas, I'll be going to Stephen's house. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, very, yeah. very similar though. Just like you know, I've, I've, I've got, I've got young children. Seeing, seeing them um, at Christmas is is incredible. Um, but, but yeah, just, just repeating essentially what Stephen said. It's, it's, it's the lack of timetable that is, is the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I again come from a very regimented house. Um, where, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of set things, a lot of expectation, and, and yeah, for me, it's just a, it's just a day to mong with all, with all, with all the, the festive trimmings around it as well, and. And just having that op- opportunity at the end of the day to to sit back with with a glass of something and yeah, just focus on being grateful, I guess, and um, yeah. yeah, relaxing with with who matters. And, and then, so the Estonian Christmas, what does that involve? Jumping in some uh, in an ice hole, uh, chasing, <laughs> exactly. chasing the chicken, getting, like, getting... smashing in loads of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any odd traditions, Tommy, that you've got out in Estonia that we need to know about? Um, no, well, do you know what? Obviously, we in England we have like advent calendars, don't we? Where mm-hmm. we open up the boxes and have a chocolate. In Estonia, we have something called pakapik, which is pakapik, uh, yeah, which is Estonian for elves and um, the Christmas <laughs> elf. Yeah, and what they do, the children put their shoes on the windowsill, and the pakapiks come at night and put a candy in. Oh God, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Estonian. They put a sweet. They put a sweet into the slipper if the children Ooh. are being good. Which is a really nice tradition, and my oh, kids love nice. that. Mm. Um, creepy but nice yeah <laughs> could be quite smelly i think everything about christmas is creepy as well from a different angle i mean he sees you when you're sleeping he sees you when you're awake um, yeah, oh God, yeah. <laughs> a lot of it you can twist around to be a little bit confused about oh. <laughs> Creep, creeps into your house at night when you're asleep mm. Oh, em- yeah. Emptying his sack at the end of your bed. Oh, Sorry, no, don't go there. He had to go there. Oh dear! But you know what? I'm really, I'm really blessed because my family, um, they really sort of try to honour some of the, you know, the British traditions as well. You know, so we do uh, the Christmas stockings and stuff like that. So again, seeing my kids opening their presents and stuff is absolutely amazing. Like I think both of you just touched on that, and it. Yeah, it is amazing. So everything that you said, and I've got some vegan cheese as well this year. So I'm really looking forward to that too. So I miss cheese. I've got some really good vegan ones, homemade. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling very Christmassy now. I'm feeling very... <laughs> yeah, me too. Spirit of Christmas in me. Um, we, we must spare a thought for people around this time that, that, that have sort of lost, you know, lost lost someone in their family. Mm. Um you know, we were speaking to Paul Paul last week. It was his first, going to be his first Christmas uh, without his daughter. Um, you know, it's a very tough time for for that. You know, so let's um, raise a glass for those people and and you know, hope they have yeah. a good a good time. Um, Absolutely, good shout, mate. Good shout. Um, but um, well, we're we're fifty minutes in, and and so I, I guess we might as well um, end on a low note. Um, Oh. Let's, let's have a sing song. Let's have a sing song. No, no. Every bloody year, Andy and his sing song. Normally, normally though, you email us some lyrics, say that we know what we're doing. What, what, you've not been prepared this year, so what no, are you hoping for? No, I don't know because it never works. There's no point because you know with the sinking and all that, it just sounds like a complete mess. And I don't have my ukulele with me this year, so I haven't got my tuba either. Right, okay. So <laughs> I, machine. 
<laughs> well, well, don't you remember last year we had the whole 12 days of mental health? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was good. That was good. This year we have been a little bit lackadaisical, haven't we? We have. Chilled. Yeah. I, I believe we've been very busy, so I'm not beating myself up. Acceptance. Someone else, someone mentioned that earlier, just accepting it as it is. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. Well, anyway, fellas, um, just give us, give everyone a little quick top tip then for Christmas. Any, anything, any, any thoughts or any tips, or if, if you've got nothing, I'm, I'm, I know I've just sprung that on you. So don't worry about it. My top tip uh, personally, um, which I had when I was suffering from, from the hernia thing and I was got a bit panic. I got a bit panicky, a bit stressed at one point. Uh, I just sat down and I breathe. I, I did some breathing, just some deep breathing, sorted me out. So if you're in a bit of a pickle, go back to your breath is my top tip. Yeah. That's Anyone else? One. Absolutely. Yeah. Just... I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think similar to that, I'd, I'd say if, you, if you've got, it can be easy to let your, those self-care routines drop at this time of the year because everything else can get in the way. But I think whatever it is that feeds your soul, whatever it is that, is important to you for looking after yourself take the time at this time of the year to do that as well mm. i love it that's brilliant nafe do you add you sounded like you piped up for a second um, there. yeah it's just just the perfectionism trap just you know do everything you can to escape that perfectionism trap and, and remove the pressure from yourself to make the day yes. something it doesn't need to be um no different than birthdays and everyone experiences on their birthday when you know then they expect their birthday to be something that it sometimes turns out not to be Christmas is no different. Just remove the the pressure from yourself, and and like the other lads have said as well, you know, taking taking that time out for yourself, especially with social situations, especially with the pressure, is is even more important on on a day um, like Christmas Day as well. Yeah, I know Tommy's one is to make sure gets his hand around as many S bends as possible. Uh, <laughs> feed the 12 cats before you before you start your Christmas dinner as well unless you want them to invade it <laughs> sorry oh, sorry he was oh, talking just, just, sorry just to put that in context listeners he was telling us about oh, him God. having to clean the toilet um, <laughs> and put his hand up there so it isn't all bliss in I the know. in the Denkwa household no, I paint a good picture I'm painting that perfectionism aren't I but really <laughs> it's awful it's awful <laughs> Ah. No, do you know what? I've got a really good one. I've got a really good one. And um, this goes out to a lot of, um, you know, I guess men who might be, we speak earlier about it, the pressure, you know, if you're a parent and stuff like that, of wanting to give your kids the world and sometimes it's not attainable. Um, but one thing that I sort of realized, and this was not even at a Christmas time, but this is when I was really struggling, when I was coming out the other side a few years ago, was realizing that my kids just wanted to be with me and it didn't matter how much I spent or what they got. Obviously, yes, it's nice to get nice presents, but just to try and be present, just to, if you yeah. can just be there, just be there. Yeah. And, you know, it can be a game of fucking I spy or hide the, you know, nutcracker or whatever. Just be present and just be there in the moment and just fucking be grateful for either having your family with you or just be grateful for having some time to reflect and just have some time for yourself. Just yeah. present and be grateful. Yeah. Now, fellas, we we, we better give Nathan and um, Stephen a, a bit of a shout out. If you want to follow either of them, um, St Stephen is at be still Stephen. 
which is all one word, um, Stephen with a PH. So check him out. He's got some nice grains of stuff on there. And Nathan is um, at... Uh, get some so, so uh, what is it <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh some, my god you're chill insta. <laughs> oh yeah some chill insta yeah, there you go is that, that's all that's all one word no no um spaces or anything like that is it no 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 some chill insta yeah um insta um insta yeah so check those boys out um thank you very much everyone that's been amazing Merry Christmas, yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Thanks, lads, for joining us. It's been so good to speak to you both. It's been lovely. Bah, humbug. All right. Speak bah. to you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.